Sego. Sego. All right, go. You're listening to Blue Yonder with your host, Jim Jones, and introducing A. Ron Hubbard. Welcome to episode 66 of Blue Yonder. I'm Jim Jones. And I'm Aaron Hubbard. You can find us at baldmove.com. We, we are just tipsy enough to start doing a podcast here. Move. As should be obvious by now. <laughs> uh, we, let's go straight into it, right? We've got bullshit. That's oh, what we're talking about first. Lots uh, of I've got time travel. I don't know what you got. Um, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to talk about online. Tipsy but unprepared. I want to talk about online vigilantism. Is that how you say it? Vig- vigilantism? Yeah, that's a good question. Vig- I don't know how to vaginalism. say that. Vaginalism? <laughs> yeah, online vaginalism. I'm all for online vaginalism. <laughs> Teledildonics. Yep, yep. Uh, on, uh, we gotta stop talking about that until... The, the <laughs> no, it's <laughs> teasers, man. Oh, okay. We're building up the hype. Every time we say teledildonics... <laughs> Just know. We're teasing the listeners <laughs> in a very real sense. Yes, in my, that's a double entendre. That's our, uh, that's our hope to make money on this enterprise. The yeah. future of teledildonics. Bald move. Just morph into a teledildonics uh, yeah. operation. Yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can be teledildonic by Jim or I. <laughs> Jim Online. and I. Jim, Jim and, and I. I, if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the topic is online vigilantism. Vig- vigilantes doing online vigilantism. All right. Those, those, that's what vigilantes do. I'm going to try not to say that word one more time. All right. Uh, okay. Well, let's go straight into bullshit. All right. N- none, of the, none of the vigilantism yet. All right. Uh, bullshit. Do you have anything good for bullshit? Yeah, I heard some bullshit today that was the uh, uh, personal arrogance guys putting our names out on the street. They did. They, they, dropped had, it. They, had, they had our name in their mouth. Dropped it like we're hot. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, for an affiliate site, uh, if you want to listen to them at pa.baldmove.com, for one of our affiliate sites, they're yeah. awful uppity. Yeah. Super yeah. uppity. Where do, they, where do they get the stones? I don't know. We're going to have to... We're gonna have to uh, Take back the cutbacks. Yeah. For the kickbacks. Well, I'm convinced we'll have that... to cut back the kickbacks. I'm convinced that half their traffic now comes from pa.ballmove.com. Yeah. So if we just remove hey, that link... Actually, I just looked it up. Netcraft confirms that they <laughs> do get most of their traffic. Awesome. Um, okay. So there's that. I mean... What do you, do you have any meat to that topic, or was that just a bullshit shout-out? No, it was just a bullshit shout-out for our friend of music All right, there. cool. They did... Although, I gotta say, uh, it's great that you got a professional baseball team. There, what, oh, name me the material difference between the Seattle Mariners and the Indianapolis Indians. You know, let's compare like <laughs> World Series one. Okay, let's compare like you know trading card sales. They don't uh, have a razor shines. That's well, now they don't have a razor shines. They've never know. had a razor shine. I mean, like you know, ballpark hot dog eating experience. That's what we're really talking about. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, they've been altered, but admitted that baseball sucks. But going to watch baseball is awesome. Yeah, that's the only reason to go to a baseball. I game. I bet there's an Indians game here during the Gen Con weekend. 
and, oh, and they should come out. We'll make and, them go to it. Yeah, we'll get some tickets. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of Gen Con, I need to hype some for another bullshit segment. I need to hype up the local con, which is Gen Con. Gen Con is is that Jim Con? No. I, I should start Jim Con. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I'm going to start Jim Con. I want no part of the Jim Con. <laughs> Teledildonics. Aramcom. <laughs> um, but seriously, uh. It's the best four days of gaming, quote unquote. I don't know about that, but it's pretty darn good if you like board games. It's August fourth through the seventh here in downtown Indianapolis. I'm going. And I believe this year. you're going this year. Hell yes. Uh, we need to get our t- we need your badges and stuff if you haven't already. Yeah, let's get some press badges. Right, because um, I'm trying to think what. I'm I'm pretty sure that if you haven't registered now. That or if you haven't registered soon anyway, that uh, you're going to have to pay their. You know, late or at the show price. Oh, yeah. Plus, the other thing about Gen Con is if you wait to buy tickets at Gen Con, mm-hmm. you will wait in line approximately three hours. Oh, really? It's freaking, like, like uh, amusement park lines. There are a lot of people at Gen Con. And then a lot of nerds that procrastinate. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And the show doesn't sell out because, I mean, they have 120,000 people there. Mm-hmm. And the convention center doesn't sweat. Doesn't bring yeah. a sweat. Yeah. It's like the Speedway, right? Um, so unlike PAX that sells out, you actually... I mean, can you imagine the line around PAX if they were actually selling badges at the door? All it, those last-minute... Yeah. I, I kind of think that's one of the reasons, because um, we can kind of... Uh, I, I mean, I believe we did this at, on the Lost Penny Arcade Expo cast. We did with, uh the Personal uh, Arrogance guys in Seattle. Those bastards. But we kind of... Or no, in, in Boston. But we kind of compared, like, Gen Con versus PAX and East Coast versus West Coast as far as the dick vibe. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was interesting. Penny Arcade Expo is relatively dick-free. Gen Con is a very high proportion of dicks, in my opinion. Really? I think it's because mm-hmm. the... There's a lot of competition. Like, board games and, like, strategy gamers tend mm-hmm. to be competitive. Yeah, uh, PAX doesn't seem to be about tournaments at all. No. There are uh, there tournaments, are tournaments going on all time. but nobody cares, really. No, right, right. Yeah. So, but there's, like, you know, a lot of annual tournaments are, 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 are waged here. And it's, like, probably yeah. the biggest sporting and, and D&D. Plus, and, and I think, the, well, I think the sanctioned tournament, the Omegathon... Uh, actually sets a good precedent for the other tournaments going on at PAX. You yeah. Know? Like, it's all fun. Yeah, it's right. It's all a good time. Nobody's, like, killing each other because right. they lose. Right. So, um, but yeah, so I, that's, I think that's the difference in, in Gen Con. And it'll be interesting to see hmm. what you think of it. Yeah, but, I mean. you know, if you, you're rolling with a group of friends and mm-hmm. you're playing board games, you're going to have a good time. So And you're showering daily. Yep. Key to Gen Con. But yeah, <laughs> g- uh, go on to GenCon.com. Um, not Jim Con. That's in to- Gym totally Con. different. Coming in 2012. <laughs> uh, but get on there, and it's like 80. I want to say it's like 85 bucks to get a badge. Aye, aye, aye. I, have to, I actually have to sign in to find out how much. I can't afford it. I'm not going. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Plus the cost of transportation. Oh, it bankrupt me. But uh, yeah, get on there because you don't want to wait till the day of, and uh, you want to get a little bit of discount too. So, all right, good deal. Um, um, I did want to make one announcement uh, in the bullshit section here. Sure. Monday night combat review has been posted from the dawn. It's up on the site as of Monday night. Surprise, surprise. Uh, So go check that out. That's on our main site, baldmove.com. Just click on the reviews link. You can get that. Uh, I have a bunch of other bullshit. uh, Go for it. We can cover it real quick. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, So there was a bill that just passed uh, either the House or the Senate in Tennessee. I can't remember. Um, But it basically says that sharing... 
a, uh, any sort of entertainment account with anyone else sharing the credentials to log into it is against the law now. Is is a crime. Okay. <laughs> so, now, like, let's the, say you get a Netflix account. Yeah, sure. And you give it to your brother. Your brother. The, the login information. He logs in. He that. watches a movie. I wouldn't either. He watches porn on my Netflix account all the time. Yeah. No, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but it, apparently that's illegal in Tennessee now. You can't mm, do that. Watching porn on a Netflix account? <laughs> no. Giving your credentials to someone else. Uh, and Now, uh, did you read the articles? Because I, I got questions. I did. I did read the article. What if, like, were we breaking the law when we were committing fornication in, no, wait a second. That's not, I don't think Whoa. that's been illegal since, like, 1989 in Indiana. <laughs> um, were we breaking the law? I have a Netflix account, and it's down right chow and tied to my PS3, the PlayStation game. Mm-hmm. And you lived with me yeah. in sin. And when I wasn't wow. around, you watched my Netflix account. Were we breaking the law? Was was roommate on roommate gangbanging Netflix action? See, because I never actually knew your login credentials. I just turned it on, and there it was, you know? <laughs> so I don't know if it's actually against the law to use someone else's account, as long as you don't know the credentials. Really? Okay. <laughs> as far as I can tell, the, the senator who was talking about this seemed to be all about telling someone... The, the password and username for your account. And, like, sharing it amongst people in a dorm or See, whatever. See, my thing is, it's the company's responsibility. Mm-hmm. If they don't like this, what should they do? Absolutely. And the, here's the big problem I have with the reason this law was enacted. Because we know that cable theft was actually a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people would go in and they would just steal cable from the box. Right. Okay. Well, that is an actual problem because... The cable companies have no recourse there. They have no way to cut you off from the cable aside from sending a guy out and disconnecting your cable, you know? Right. They don't they can't trace your IP and block it and and not allow two people to be on at the same time. It's a broadcast. Okay. I'll buy that. With with the IP based services, they can easily tell who's on it at any given time yeah. and cut access to yeah. the whole account, to one IP, yeah. whatever you want to do. I mean, I think that's the most graceful way to handle it is one at a time or at however mm-hmm. many at a time. Yeah, sure. Ooh, that's Netflix's next subscription model. Oh, yeah. How many simultaneous streams? Streams, yep. Um, but seriously, that's that should be the way to handle it. It's like if, if Netflix doesn't want me to share my account, so I give it out to my buddy Jim here. I'm watching my Netflix, and then he logs in. Mm-hmm. Boom! It kicks me out, or yeah, it prompts it the first one to say, "Do you want to allow this person?" Yeah. So, or it just won't let you on if someone else is logged into it. You right, know? right. So then I can call Jimmy and be like, "Get off my Netflix." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I just I don't understand why you need to legislate that. Now I wonder how it would be handled if, like, let's say hackers stole a whole bunch of Netflix accounts. Yeah. How would that be handled? Because what if because what if they cut off um, multiple IP access, and then a bunch of hackers steal accounts and log in with your credentials and start watching shit, and effectively cut you off from your own service? Yeah, but isn't that a problem? I mean, that happens. Like I remember that happened with a Valve game mm-hmm. where. Uh, your sunglasses are tripping me out, man. <laughs> yes, we are in a darkened the, room. Behind the pop filter, you look like a terrorist. <laughs> I want to get a picture of this. <laughs> Do it with my beard. <laughs> with your beard. But anyway. And um, my beard. And your beard. As well. No. Your, be- your beard, beard. People won't know beard, if I have beard. a beard with this picture, right? Uh, I guess. But um, <laughs> so I I just don't understand what the pro- – I don't understand what this is supposed to solve. And you're right, it seems like that there's existing law for, like, theft if, 
or like you, if someone steals the account, mm-hmm. you know, that happens all the time. Like, oh, this is where I've finally come back to my point. Valve games, I remember, I think it was the orange box where you had to have that key if you didn't buy it off Steam inside the box. And there yeah. was some, like, Keygen crackers that used up people's keys. Yeah, yeah. And Valve just issued them new ones mm-hmm. and, and, and canceled the the account was tied to the previous yeah. logins. It's pretty easy. Sure, yeah. I mean, again, you've got their IP address, which is not enough to identify an individual, but mm-hmm. it's certainly enough to identify someone that's actively using your content. Yeah. And shut that shit down. Yeah, and you should have a history. So, like, let's say the hackers yeah. do attack and sign in. Well, that's going to be the first sign-in from that IP address. Right. If you see 150,000 sign-ins from the IP address before it, right. just block the new one, you know? Right, right. So, yeah, I, I it's really ridiculous. I like the way it, Gmail handles it, where it actually shows you, says, hey, there's other accounts logged in from other yeah. locations, and then it shows you all of them, and you can cancel them or log them all out. Or mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and this the problem here is that this has such stiff penalties. Like, if if you really are, haven't seen what dude the, the penalties for this if you're stealing five hundred dollars or less of entertainment, which I don't know even know how you'd measure that on Netflix. Like, do you have the whole library? Is that considered stolen? Is what you watch stolen? Like, who knows? But anyway, five hundred dollars or less would be um, a misdemeanor and <laughs> up to a year in jail and a fine of twenty five hundred dollars. Really? Yes. I think For stealing a, a, the account credentials of someone and logging in and watching a movie. I think you can go to jail for a year for watching Speed on Netflix. Avon Barksdale got less than that. <laughs> for killing folks and slanging drugs. Yeah, that's true. And Oh, and how about this? If it's more than $500 worth, it's a felony. Oh, well. A wow. felony offense. Which would be pretty easy to for do. For logging no into much... someone else's Netflix. Right, right. Are you kidding me? No. That's crazy. But the thing is, is how enforceable is this? It's very easy to detect, like you said. So you're saying that you're saying the content providers are going to go after, not yeah, like there's going to be yeah. a branch of the government. Yeah, okay. No, that's what they said. They said that it would be up to the content providers to report any activity, and that would be investigated. <sighs> Ain't that some shit? Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. That's a brave new world we're, we're uh, living in. <laughs> For sure. So. Speaking of Netflix, should I go into my next... Yeah, go for it. My next bullshit. I got. I, that's got a movie. I got kind of a movie review. I want to talk about. Oh, well, so do I. Here we so. go. Speaking of Netflix, uh, I watched Bitch Slap the other night, <laughs> and I got to say, I, I was actually shocked, shocked at how bad it could possibly get. Yeah, uh, this movie is for for one, it's lowest common denominator. Like this is made for sixteen year old males. It, it's crazy. Everything about it is bad. Um, they they use like really really offensive language, like and 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 in the creative way, you know, like they say shit dick and like all this like stupid combinations of words that no one ever uses in real life, just to try and shock people and be offensive. Right. And I just I found that super annoying hmm. because it wasn't funny, it wasn't cool, it was just over the top bullshit. Um, they jump around the timeline a lot. So, like, you'll get the opening shot, and then it'll say four hours, 28 minutes earlier. And then it'll say... <laughs> that precise? 16 hours... Yes, yes. And they'll say, like, 16 hours later, four years earlier. Like, it jumps constantly around the timeline, and not in a cool, like, Quentin Tarantino sort of way, just, like, in this haphazard... 
<laughs> eh, we can't really tell the story in a linear fashion. So or it, I'm, did you feel like they're intentionally trying to be clever? Yes. Okay. And it didn't work. It did not work at all. Everything about this movie, they were intentionally trying to be clever and or funny and over the top, and none of it worked. Who made this movie? I, I don't know. So you, okay, it wasn't anybody we've heard of. No, I, I couldn't tell Who was you. in it? Um, no one you know. Really? No one you know. I've never heard of this movie. That's why I'm, I just wondered if I like, it went under my radar or not. What? It's basically about this. Where, where did you hear about it? Uh, I had I had heard some hype leading up to it, and I had heard everyone say that it was bad, but I figured how bad could it be? Okay. This might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Whoa. Yeah. Even, oh, even this worse is the than movie Plan 9. that you put up on I, Facebook. Yeah. That's not possible. No, it's terrible. You we need, need to watch, watch Plan it. 9 again is all I'm seen, saying, brother. I've seen Plan 9 multiple times. This is bad. You don't remember this crazy, insane... It's not just <laughs> I do, but technobabble the, or pseudoscience. It's I know. pseudo-technobabble. The problem with that is it's become somewhat of a cult classic. And so I can kind of take it with a grain of salt. So you, you actually know? can enjoy it. Exactly. As that. Whereas this, I was annoyed every single step of the way. Like, the editing, even the editing is annoying. That's they true. do that, like, super fast. Ed Wood wasn't intentionally making a bad movie. No. He was pouring his heart <laughs> and soul into it. He was. And it just was <laughs> And bad. it just turned out to be bad. <laughs> he has the sidem touch. But the editing in this is, like, the really, it's like action movie editing, but taken to the, taken to eleven. Yeah. Where they go really, really fast when they're hitting you, and then they slow it down to slow mode, and then t- super fast again to the slow. Yeah, which I was watching. We actually both watched Avatar last weekend, that last Airbender, yeah, yeah. the Rift Tracks version. Uh, and God, M Night Shyamalan or Shyamalama Ding Dong, Shyamalan, I like that Shyamalan, Shyamalan out of Judah. Um, he used that stop and go like 300-esque mm-hmm. camera trick too and it's so overdone now and he yeah it's, it's so like bad Matrix at directing parodies. actions you think a, 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 a movie director is bad at directing action and you mm-hmm. do that shit to it Ugh. yeah uh, it was bad the editing's bad the green screen effects how about the writing absolutely terrible the writing is horrible cinematography horrible special effects terror worse than horrible are you serious the special effects are the worst like the green screen stuff that they do <laughs> it looks like in, in most movies, you'd see a moving camera, but they just, like, set the camera on a tripod, rendered a background in, like, blurry 3D bullshit, <laughs> and then had them walk out on a green screen. I and mean, it's, like, the total cutout effect, where the people look like they're cartoon characters. Mm. It's it's bizarre, and it's terrible. Terrible. Like, r- Power Ranger level? No, worse than Power Power Rangers were actually on like cardboard sets at least. Okay, these people were on. Full there was green some screen. basis of reality with the Power yeah. Rangers. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's actually true. Uh, also, true the, the heroines in this movie cannot, cannot die. Well, they're the main three girls in this. Wait, are you talking bitch slap or sucker punch? Bitch slap. Okay, because you almost started to describe uh, Sucker Punch. <laughs> right? I know. Because it's a terrible movie, too. Yeah. It looks yeah. good, though. It, sure, sure. But uh, this doesn't even look good. Wow. This looks bad, and it's probably worse than wow. Sucker Punch. But the, the three main girls literally cannot die. Like, they get blown up in a car. A girl is driving down the road and gets hit with, like, a bazooka or something. Right. And just explode. The whole car detonates. Yeah. And then three minutes later, she walks up behind a character and is like, Aha! I gotcha! Well, of course she did. And and all of the the damage that they take seems to manifest in, like, dirt and sweat. And, like, ripped (laughs) clothing. All right. I'm down with that. (laughs) Right? See, and that's what it is. It's gratuitous. The, The entire time they're showing, like, cleavage and... 
and uh, breast shots and like just see i want to do see i want to see this now but it's but it's done in such a terrible way that it's offensive to even me What's well, kind of like um, I gotta say, Bitch Slap got a two and a half stars on IMDb. This does not sound like a horrible movie. <laughs> it's terrible. So even the end credits are offensive. It's uh, it, they took a bunch of YouTube videos of girls dancing around in their underwear and just overlaid credits on them. Oh shit, Lucy Lawless is in this? No. Yes, it is. And Kevin Sorbo. Oh yeah, Kevin Sorbo is in it. I remember him. But where's Lucy Lawless? I don't know. I actually kind of want to see it because I'm looking on Wikipedia. I actually kind of oh, want to see this. Oh, don't see it. God, This don't film grossed $17,365 <laughs> at the box office. <laughs> Good. Good. That's what it gets. Wow. Rotten Tomatoes gave the film a score of 42%. What? Uh, based on just 12 reviews, though. That's This th- didn't get Roger insane. Ebert ink. No. God, I hope not. <laughs> I kind of want to see it now. I gotta say, uh, well, go watch it. What's but funny God, is because because Sucker Punch it sounds so so similar to Sucker Punch mm-hmm. in the way it's done, but Bitch Slap it's like if you had to express the act of a Sucker Punch, Bitch Slap <laughs> would be the yeah. lower class, uh-huh. you know, rougher way to do it. That's so perfect. Bitch Slap the movie is the lower class, rougher version of Sucker <laughs> it's Punch. The low rent version. Yeah, it's the, oh, it's, the, it's the it's the ten dollar version. Yeah. How much did Sucker Punch gross in the box office? More than seventeen k. I don't know. I hope one would hope. Yeah, I mean that. Although it's funny, a tenth that, of that. So was this your came money. out in two thousand nine. So maybe Sucker Punch actually was biting off of this. Oh, I hope not. I don't know why anyone take their lead. So That's would you bad. call it was like would you call those movies? So they had the the movies um, like Shaft and uh, Foxy Brown and all that were black exploitation. Mm-hmm. Because they're designed to appeal and exploit that audience. Yeah. Would the, would this be called like mansploitation? Oh, I was going with women, well, like girl power. Oh, oh, uh, no, fuck, no, this like is not min- girl power. Menstruation. No. no, this is not girl power. When when the first shot in the movie shows nobody's face and all of their boobs. Yeah, all of it. All of their boobs. Wow. Like they step out. They each individually step out of the car. The and boobs. It, it, <laughs> Those are something else. <laughs> no, the women. Oh, okay. The women each step out of the car one by one, and it's a close-up of their breasts for about five seconds. It slowly pans up to their face for about one second and cuts to the other one. Wow. Which it does the same thing with her. It's it's total uh, exploitation. I uh, I kind of really want to see this movie now. <laughs> um, oh, so God. Sucker Punch made $36 million here domestically. Uh, just a wee bit more. Yeah, just, but, I mean, the film also cost uh, God knows what. Yeah, probably $100 million. $82 million budget. Oh, good. It lost money. Yeah. Twice as much money. what happens as... when you make a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Not well, that's, that's all I got on Bitch Slap. Terrible movie. Please don't see it. All right. Well, or at least don't about... pay money. Just log into someone else's Netflix and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably not in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, I actually have a movie review that's kind of more mixed, not as negative. It's a movie called Priest with one oh, of my yeah. favorite actors, Paul Bettany. And the reason hmm. I am gay for Paul Bettany is because he plays one of my favorite literary characters of all time, Dr. Stephen Matron, in the Master and Commander movie, opposite oh, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Um, and he does a really good job at uh, bringing that character to life. So I kind of like follow him, and I've watched most of the movies. And I seem to, he seems to be getting pigeonholed in this pseudo-religious apocalyptic crap. He was an angel in Legion. Pigeonholed. Yeah, he's getting pigeonholed, which... Uh, typecast. Um, 
And now he's in this movie Priest where, okay, so so the story is that there's always been men and there always been vampires, which right off the bat they lost me because that's bullshit. There's never been vampires. Uh, and these okay. are not these are not your father's and mother's vampires, the, and these are not your teenage girl's vampires either. Mm. These thing looks like um, so you've played Doom Three, right? No, you at least know what the redesigned imps look like. No, well, all of our listeners do, <laughs> okay. and the vampires look just like that. They're kind of vaguely Geiger esque, and they have no mm. eyes. Mm-hmm. And jaws, and they bite you and suck your blood and kill you. But they're they're very they're insanely fast and like wild animals. Yeah. Um. So the only way you can get turned into a, a vampire is you can get infected, but you turn into what they call a um, a Renfield, no, a, a familiar. Mm-hmm. Um. So then you become like a vampire slave. Watch the wheelbarrows, man. All right. <laughs> anyway, so. And men were almost driven extinct, and they showed all these kind of really cool manga-style animation in the beginning, or anime-style mm-hmm. um, depiction of like them from medieval ages up until modern times. Well, until the priests came along, which were these genetically, for some unspecified reason, although they're implied they're sent from God or powered from God, uh, supermen that they that the, the Catholic Church trained to hunt and kill vampires. And these guys alone were faster than vampires and stronger... And they were especially trained and had special weapons to kill them. Um, so they, and this is another thing about this world that doesn't make sense, but um, they killed off the vampires, but they kept reservations of them. Okay. Just for a gratuitous American Indian reference and <laughs> a, a kind of illusion that didn't go anywhere. They kept them on wow. reservations, um, and there's like one on each continent. And then, since the priests were these kind of, like, really warrior clan and they didn't couldn't reintegrate in society, they disbanded them and, you know, started treating them like kind of like homeless people, like human scum. But what I thought was interesting about the film is it, it's got this really cool kind of, like, Blade Runner meets, uh, you know, Pope Benedict type of look, like Vatican. Um, and the aesthetic is it's like a 1984 society where you've got huge view screens and everything's in dark gray, and people are, like, huddled masses, and it's intoning things. But instead of, like, Big Brother is watching you, it's like, to defy the church is to defy God. And they give little homilies out through all the day, and, and you go to um, confession. is like, all automated. Um, you go into this, like, booth on the side of the street, and it says, begin confession sequence. Oh, God. And as you speak, it, like, you can see it, like, language recognizing what you're saying, and then mm. it shows, like, a visual picture. Racking up how many prayers you have to say. Yeah, and it's, like, yeah, basically a, pr- a little view screen of the priest comes and gives the generic thing about your sin, and then mm. tells you how many, you know, you will have three Hail Marys and two <laughs> All Fathers dispense... You know, dispense wine, dispense wafer. Carl's Jr., fuck you, I'm eating. But it's really cool because but, but, this Paul Bettany plays the head priest. And they're these, like, really, pa- you know, they're, they're, they've got these uh, cross tattoos on their face. Oh. Down the bridge of their nose and across their eyebrows. So you can't possibly, you know, I don't know who thought that was a cool idea. <laughs> Maybe it protects them against vampires somehow. Uh-huh. But the whole the whole plot, so it was really cool. Like, 15 minutes in, I'm, like, digging this. Mm. But then it turned into this hackneyed... Um, it's basically Goldeneye plot. The uh, the, okay. the hero's trusted friend and and best second best super agent mm-hmm. in the world, 006. gets caught in a deadly situation where the hero understandably let him slip down a pit or couldn't hold on or couldn't hold off the enemy, and yep. he gets badly scarred and remained, and then he comes back to destroy the hero. Sure. 
Well, this happened with Carl Urban, who's kind of a badass, uh, versus Paul Bettany, but he gets turned into a vampire instead. So now he's the first human vampire, which I don't understand Wait, how that can what? possibly be. Human yeah. vampire? Yeah. Because normal, like, you don't get the powers and abilities if you're bitten and turned into, you're infected. So he's like Wesley Snipes, basically. Yeah, he's a daywalker, because the other, the vampires can't get out in the sun, and he can. He's got all the strengths and our weaknesses. And I'm like, okay, why, um, so I guess there was one surviving vampire queen, and she looks like this big kind of, you know, naked Mm. mole rat version of the alien queen. Like Queen of the Damned. Um, and she interns him by like, you know, letting him drink her blood, which is, I guess, you know, canonically how vampires roll. Sure. Man, this has turned into a whole movie review. (laughs) I'm just saying I had, I had. It's a recap. Yeah. What I'm saying is that I need to get off of that mode and say (laughs) that it was really interesting premise and setup, but Mm -hmm. then it got so really hackneyed, you know, that with the, the villain was the golden eye plot. And then yeah. you find that this that he's going after this girl that turns out to be his daughter named Natalia, and and, and that the the sheriff that kind of bands up is her lover that they want to get mm. married, and there's this you know it's like well if we if I get there and she's been turned I'm going to kill her you can't kill her you know just all this bullshit drama and it's just so predictable yeah yeah so I uh, looked great Paul Bettany was awesome special effects were good but. You know, 30 minutes in, I was bored because mm-hmm. they moved. Oh, the other thing that is interesting is they moved the action out into the desert where it's much cheaper okay. to film. <laughs> yeah. Out yeah. of the interesting Blade Runner meets Holy Roman Empire cities and into the desert where there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but occasional slabs of concrete because it's post-apocalyptic, of course. Sure, sure, sure. So anyway. Uh, um, I did think we were talking about this earlier um, over IM, and I, I thought it was interesting to see a Catholic dystopia. Uh, yeah. where, where Catholicism right. has taken over, right? Because right. I never, I cannot think of another time where I've seen that. Usually, in Usually, when they show totalitarian regimes in the future, mm-hmm. it's all about like Government. communism run amok yeah. or social or, or like atheism, some crazy secular thing. Yeah, yeah. So I've never seen where the religion became not just a state, but the sole government and you know Big Brother esque. Yeah, but it was cool. But no, that wasn't the premise they went with. <laughs> hey. Okay. No, what I'm saying is they yeah, got it was away in the movie, but became, then they took right, off. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, cool. I guess that works. Was that your meat? That wasn't your meat. That was a no. That was just, that was that was bullshit. Okay. Well, I've got no more bullshit. If you have no more bullshit, we're moving. I've got into a lot of bullshit, but we can keep. We'll uh, save it's it. Fairly we'll evergreen. Save it. All right. Um, I think it'd be brown, but it's it's, it's bright evergreen. <laughs> they need it, you've been eating some weird. Yeah, my topics yeah. need to get their you know electrolyte level checked. Fiber maybe get the gallbladder checked out. Yeah, oh yeah, because yeah. it's just not 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 good coloration. All right, enough of the bullshit. Into the meat. Out of the bullshit into the meat. Um, I've got time travel. Do you want to talk about time travel or you want to talk about your thing first? Um, Batman insists that we talk about the online vigilantism. All right. Bring it, Batman. Um, so Jim and I, Jim and I, we're talking on the internet like we do uh, at work like we do. <laughs> and he passed me this link that he just kind of like has a funny link. It's this guy has my MacBook.tumblr.com. Oh, okay. And yeah. the story is this guy got his MacBook stolen and the MacBook has a program that you can install where it surreptitiously takes uh, camera pictures from the Mac's perspective. Mm-hmm. And you it's can get these. Hidden. It's called hidden. And you can get them over the internet. So this guy took his his uh, Mac home, and this guy started taking pictures of the guy that stole it. 
<laughs> and he tried to get the San Francisco police to like, and he had the GPS location. I mean, he knew exactly, and the guy's IP address. He knew everything about this guy, except for you know how to get him get him to get his MacBook back. So he goes to the police, local police. Local police kind of like gave him the runaround. It's like, look, kid, we got drug drug dealers and murderers to chase after. Go buy, sure. you know, claim it on insurance, jackass. So then he then he posts this on his Tumblr site and got like mad traffic and ba- and shamed the police into prosecuting the guy. And yeah. you know he got his Mac back. And Jim is like, well, that's is pretty funny. And that's kind of my first reaction. But then there was mm-hmm. something that kind of troubled me about it. And I'm like. This guy basically took justice into his own hands, sure. and he posted this guy on the public internet. This thing could have been a hoax. He could have just been taking pictures of himself and making this whole thing up just to get traffic. Actually, there's a quote here from him. It says, I am Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot throw corn. <laughs> um, anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> Damn yeah, you and your derailing was. Hey, that was Batman derailing you that time. Yeah, uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta accept your railing when it comes to uh, Batman. You were going through the history about talking with the police and the police told him. Well, to go I'm saying it's like it could have been a hoax, mm, but it yeah. also could have been like, what if this had been some elaborate cyberbullying thing? Like this guy sure. is the the, the 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 weirdo guy that you work with, and he's like, you know, it'd be mm. funny if we install this it's thing on his MacBook and then we posted it, and everybody on the internet's going to see. And I mean. There's something weird about posting people's pictures on the internet without their permission. <laughs> I mean, I know it's like I got I kind of support vigilantism. I think it's a, I kind of think it's a good idea mm-hmm. because I always think it's the utopian like Batman patrolling the rooftops or the Punisher dealing out harsh justice where the law, law, law system fails. I never think about a crazy person just killing people because they're assholes and then saying, <laughs> well, officer, I saw him try to rape a girl. Uh-huh. You know, where's the girl at? Well, she ran off. Well, good job, citizen. I mean, that's probably more often what if you like just let people kill uh-huh. people over law infractions. Uh, d- yeah, definitely. I mean, and this is the same well, okay. thing. Taking a picture of no, someone no, no, on no, their no, couch no, is the no, same no. as murdering them <laughs> in the streets. Oh my god! Try to refute that. Uh, I will you can't because if you murder someone, they cannot defend themselves. This guy, if it were a legitimate hoax or a prank or bullying whatever could defend himself and How? say no i have i own this fucking macbook yeah, but the damage like, is I already could... done to his reputation and image it's out there it's going to be in constant <laughs> you, you post another site it's going to be on constant reddit image you know image manipulation i don't understand how photoshops sure yeah i don't understand how this is any different than starting a rumor about somebody at a school and saying, oh, this kid eats his own boogers. Well, it's the difference is, is if that went on Twitter, there's like a term for cyberbullying. And they treat uh-huh. it differently because the reach is potentially global. Well, we, we have – okay, we have laws for this stuff, right? Like yes. I, I almost believe that what this guy is doing with the site is illegal because I think he could he could be charged with slandering this guy if if it were – not the case that he stole his MacBook, you know? Like, if this were not the truth, or, and it was a rumor, he could he could charge him with slander. The other thing is, like, okay, this is a MacBook we're talking. What if this guy left it somewhere at a public library, mm-hmm. and the guy stopped by, or not the public library, what if it's out in the street corner? Mm-hmm. The guy sees it Picks and it says, fuck, free Mac, woohoo, I'm going to go buy myself a bat- you know, a power plug and be be good with it. Sure. You know, it's like if this was a book, I a paperback just, book, mm-hmm. 
Like, why? So, so it's like I'm saying is this guy could have stolen the MacBook, but not stolen, like, you know, when you read that story, you think this dude was taking a nap on the subway, guy put hands inside his book bag, sure. yoink, yeah. you know, and jacked his MacBook. But it could be more, I don't want to say he does, innocent. He does say it was stolen from his apartment in Oakland, California. Oh, breaking And he gives enter? a specific date, yeah. Well, then fuck this guy. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's he deserves like, everything he gets. But yeah. that's just what he said. Exactly. Okay, so how is this how is this not already covered by current law, you know? Like Well no, this- I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I saw everyone from Felicia Day and Will Wheaton to mm-hmm. your happy ass promoting this like this is awesome, awesome and I thought I didn't it was see, funny. I don't know that it's but I didn't see awesome. one like kind of like, wow, this is pictures taken without permission over a police investigation. This is a digital perp walk committed by a citizen. <laughs> With, but is not by not by the government. Oh, why don't we allow vigilantes? Because we have a justice system to deal with that. And so. there's no like uh, by definition, a vigilante is not accountable to anyone. Like the most corrupt yes. cop, mm-hmm. you might not catch him for a long time, but unless he's you know extraordinarily smart and basically dispenses injustice upon the people that society considers are kind of you know like like you can rough up and steal from drug dealers and. You know, poor, ignorant people. But what I'm saying is there are mechanisms for him to get caught. You can complain about him. There'll be investigation. There's an internal affairs bureau. There's no internal sure. affairs bureau on Batman. <laughs> Chief Gordon. Whatever. Superman is Batman Superman is, and, and yeah. vice versa. But yeah, in, like, yeah. the real world. No, okay. So how is this, like, any different than uh, if someone were to claim that they were raped by someone? I don't know. I, well, there are laws in place. Yeah, to deal you're with right. That. There, there are law. I feel that there are laws in place to deal with. If this were not true, he would have some sort of recourse. Right? There, the justice yeah, system is again, in place. The, the, this is the difference between the guy who goes out and murders people and the guy who posts pictures of someone online saying they stole my MacBook. I w- this guy has recourse. The murdered person has no recourse. They're right, dead. Right. So I think the drawing you can draw a distinction between Batman and snapping a photo of someone. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but and then there's, of course, there, Batman doesn't murder people. We no, also we have to, but yeah. um, there I, you kind of see similar things because every once in a while you'll see a Facebook thing go around where someone savagely beat someone else. Um, whereas you know it's usually I've got a friend that's a Marine, and he mm-hmm. affords any and all instances of Marine kicking someone else's ass. Oh, like or in, in Con Air, being a badass. Yeah. Um, and like, but, but real life examples, like in Con Air. Le- <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah this, right? I, I, Where he th- takes out those three that, dudes, kill yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill them, and then he does hard time. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Real life examples of Marines kicking people's asses, but justifiably. Okay. But there's usually some dumbass that says, "Well, that person needs to be locked up because they're blah blah blah," and probably right because some of these people do sound crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it's like I was just interesting to see that nobody, and I don't know if it's because it's a Mac. Mm-hmm. And like Mac stuff <laughs> automatically seems holier and more saintly to, to yeah. these people, but nobody said, "Wow, this is basically online vigilantism," which it was. No, you're co- yeah, you're right. I mean, that's definitely true. Um, and we're but talking I think like the consequences very, on both sides are. We're less talking. Severe. We're talking very liberal people. Like you'd say, oh, Felicia yeah. Day and Will Wheaton are liberal people. I would say so. And these people are cheering on online vigilantes, uh, an online vigilante. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. That is and I don't know. Yeah, and also it's like 
it's boy i mean the fact that everyone's so credulous about this shit some anonymous guy posts something on the internet and right away the first thing you think of isn't this is fake uh or mm-hmm. this guy's harassing somebody but this is a hero a digital hero doing god's own work yeah. isn't that hilarious <laughs> i sure why not right the same people know, like yeah. you know official reports on, on 9-11 buildings fall that no mm. you know but but a person you know a person can't lie and they're always good corporations always lie and are never of course never governments too black and white yeah so that's i just thought like i said it's interesting i've said that like five times i don't know what i think say. it's interesting that's interesting you i know think what's being interesting? interesting is interesting i think it's interesting to be interesting it's a, the state of interest is interesting uh our interested listeners are no longer interested <laughs> you know what's not interesting bank interest <laughs> boring as hell <laughs> You know what's no longer interesting what? is this topic. Okay. So we're going to move on. All right. We're going to go to time travel. Ooh. Time travel. I saw an article the other day about... Um, I wish I had a theremin. I could just play the during <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. You could probably whip up some theremin. Get some theremin music going while all I'm right, talking about All this. right. All right. So I saw an article the other day uh, that was talking about how we need to redefine the dimensions. They don't think that time should be considered a dimension. Because time isn't really something within physical space, um, which which I've always kind of felt. They they made this seem like it was some sort of groundbreaking thing, but I've kind of always understood this to be the case, just sort of intuitively. Is that this time is not this isn't good? That, that's not good sci-fi. No, you need some like like some crazy. I'm all find it. I'll find it. You need to find like Gary Busey playing a theremin. <laughs> Abuseman. You need to find Nick Nolte playing theremin. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they were saying that time is not really part of physical space, it's just a measure of change, which would preclude it from being a fourth dimension, I guess, which to me has always kind of made sense, and I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, how that, how that changes, if at all, your perception of, like, whether time travel is possible. We can talk about time travel in media, um, because there are tons of examples about time travel, uh, in movies and television and whatnot. So I, I just want to talk a little bit about that. You got any theremin music for me? I'm not hearing any I'm, theremin dude, music. I'm having a surprisingly Just hard look up time. Gary Busey theremin. I guarantee it's there. It's not coming. <laughs> you would imagine that a place like thereminworld.com would have some theremin samples. <laughs> Sorry, we're fresh out of theremin. No, we don't have any. I swear. All right. Anyway, so I'm going to give an example of time travel within uh, media. The Probably the most famous example is Back to the Future, right? And Back to the Future, everyone was Back to the Future. That's not right either. No, that's not like cool. some kid playing a theremin in his garage. I don't want that. All right, forget the theremin. Yeah. Forget, it's ruining our show, man. The theremin's bringing it down? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the theremin is slow, and it's not a good instrument anyway. <sighs> I don't know about that. You right. try again? What the hell is this? It's that was not a theremin. theremin. Music. Oh, here we go. That's better. I that's, dig it. That's some okay. Day, we should talk about like day from the Earth stood still. Yeah, it feels like we should talk about War of the Worlds yeah. or the Earth stood still. Yeah, right. Uh, but we're talking about Back to the Future, which is a happy-go-lucky uh-huh. uh, time travel movie. You don't like this doom and gloom theremin? No, leave it on. Leave it All on. Right. I like the juxtaposition. I like the all right the clash of tone there. Kind of like when we recorded our the future, <laughs> future segment. Yeah, and talked about Back to the Future. Same conflict. Oh man, this is boring stuff. Okay, so Back to the Future. Back to the Future, what time travel did it have? It had a car to travel back in time. Uh-huh. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts, all that stuff, Mr. Fusion. 
what were like the rules to that time travel? Is that like okay? You couldn't touch yourself from another time stream. You couldn't be in a picture universe. <laughs> yeah, pictures like you, you know, as you change time, like if you some kept your mother from procreating with your father, you would slowly disappear. Yeah, from the time stream. Yeah. Uh, the more times you fucked up. Did you get, like, a three-second clip of theremin music? Is that what happened here? No, it's intercut with quotes from Day the Earth Stood Still. So oh, I keep on skipping God. past the quotes. Horrible. Uh-huh. So those were <laughs> anyway. the, the only rules, and you needed to go 88 miles an hour at 1.21 gigawatts to... Yeah. Not okay. gigawatts, gigawatts. But, like, as far as, uh, like, paradoxes. Uh-huh. Were there really any paradoxes in there? I mean... Because we talked, you talked about the picture and how they were fading out as he well, started. Well, I mean, to, they, they cheated the paradox. They though, did because, because the second that they did, yeah, he should have been gone. He should have just disappeared. Yeah, no fading pictures. Right. Nothing like that. Right. Um. It's almost like a paradox happening in super slow motion. Yeah. So it's like, well, you caused a paradox, but you still there's enough time inertia. <laughs> That's oh, drifting along that you can... This you, sounds like a Star Trek. Are they slingshotting around the sun? No, yeah, there's there's enough uh, temporal uh, inertia. That's what Data mm-hmm. would say if he was asked to theorize. Temporal, yeah, sure, yeah. Um, Tempora inertia. That you've got, just like a, a, a oil tanker can't stop at a dime in the middle of the mm, ocean. Yeah. As Neither long as that thing's time. going forward, you got a time to get your mom and dad to make the beast of two backs and get that get that oil tanker back on the right track. And time is a hell of a lot bigger than an oil tanker. So and it your takes mom. <laughs> Barely, barely. Uh, another prime example of time travel, like I said, Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek, they slingshot around the sun. They yep. get going to a certain speed, and bam, right? They're just uh, Which, back in time. Why did that make sense to me? That's one step above Superman circling around the Earth backwards to make it rotate backwards. <laughs> yes, I wanted to talk about like, that one like too. For Star Trek, supposed to be in this hard <laughs> science, that's the most uh-huh. Saturday morning cartoony bullshit I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Totally. I mean, there is no reason why going fast would make you travel back in time. Also, why would it make you trip acid? Because Star Trek Four, they're like seeing marble <laughs> yeah. busts made out of butter of Kirk and Spock float by. And yeah. Then a whale comes and molests them, and Willy Wonka cuts the chicken's head off. It's crazy. It's totally crazy. <sighs> um, the only case I could make for that happening... Now, I don't know about the slingshot part, but going really, really fast... Wouldn't you eventually, like, if you were going faster than the speed of light, which mm-hmm. we don't know if it's possible or not, but would we, would you go faster than the light that you already saw and essentially travel back in time by seeing things before they happen? You know uh, what I mean? Like, if you would catch up to the light and pass it, the same photons that you already saw before. Isn't that why people, I mean, isn't that one of the reasons they say time travel of that sort isn't possible? What do you mean? The the speed yeah that, that that's like you'd break information theory. Uh, you, what I'm saying is basically well, you, as far you, as we you know, went you so fast travel. you could see the pa- like you could see the past that would actually cause some sort of paradox itself, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, I we know that going fast distorts time for sure, slows it down. Yeah. So, is that if you go faster than the speed of light, could you essentially lap it? I don't know. Catch up with light that you've already seen and re see it because like I read one book. It might have been the brief history of time, or it might have been mm-hmm. the, the 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 second one that he made, a slightly longer history of time, um, where they said that you could take you know two black holes or create a local wormhole, mm-hmm. um, and then take one of the tunnels, the ends of the tunnel, and move it somewhere in the galaxy, mm-hmm. and that would all that would number one, it would allow 
he said there's, there's two ways that could work out. It could either allow faster and light travel. Yep. Because you're going through the wormhole, Shorter and distance. now you're going to yep. you know short short distance, but you've traveled a bunch in the real world, or you go back in time, mm-hmm. because you travel that distance, but the speed of light says you couldn't, so you <laughs> actually went backwards in time to do that. See, I and if you went through the I tunnel have, the other yeah. way, you'd go forwards in time a whole you'd bunch. Go, you'd go, you'd go back to the pre. No, you go back to the previous time that you left. Was that actually warped my noodle? Hmm. But it seemed correct because. So let's say you, um, you you entered the wor- wormhole and traveled for 30 minutes and you dicked around for 30 minutes on the same time and you came back. Mm-hmm. You would have gone back millions of years in history when on the other side. When you come back, you come back millions of years in history and you'd only have been gone like 40 minutes. See, I, I think they're... It's almost like what Hawking was saying is you can't cheat the universe. Yeah, yeah. And he also had another illustration. I think it was him, but he's like... The way he thought casualty worked is like imagine that history says that you shot a, a cue ball into the corner pocket. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you went in back in time and tried to like, you know, you stopped the cue ball, mm-hmm. that what would probably like somehow there there would be another ball that flew in and knock it into the corner pocket. That, that, that you <laughs> so can't the universe change. would correct itself. Yeah, yeah that, we, we've like, seen got, that in movies, right? Like yeah. that's that's premise of the time machine. Or, or whatever it's called. Yeah, I think it's a time machine with Guy Pierce, mm. um, where he goes back in time and he basically tries to stop his wife from dying. Right. But nothing he does can stop it. Right. The universe always outwits him. Right. Plus, he makes things worse. Plus, he's he up. looks like a fucking monkey. Yeah. That guy has a crazy face. I always have affection for him because of M- Memento. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's the first thing I saw him in. So anyway, yeah. No, but I, I don't really... Man, I don't like those theories because I've always viewed time as kind of a measure of change and you mm-hmm. can't go backwards and change. It's just more change. Mm-hmm. Like let's say I move my beer bottle to the right mm-hmm. two inches. If I move it to the left two inches, that's not moving back in time. That's just moving forward more in time. Yeah. But um, you could always just, you could then move instead of, you can move it back again or you can move it side to side. But, but it's all just adding to the timeline. It's all, it's all creating more. So what of the really timeline. happened to the beer? The last thing you did to it? I mean, that's the whole idea of paradox, right? Whatever I do to it happened to it, and there's no. It's impossible to go okay, back so in time you, because time is not. A oh, so you say it's thing impossible to navigate? You yeah, say it's impossible. Exactly. Now tell me, because um, I, I guess I didn't get what you said at the top of the segment about this new discovery about time not being a real dimension. Yeah, it's not. It's not thing, something that's tied to physical space. <sighs> Okay, did they it's refer to it as like entropy? Because I've heard that like time is a measure of entropy, or it's uh, the direction. Yeah. It's the direction of entropy in the universe that there's an arrow pointing towards less. Okay, and that that's not really time. It's like it's it, you can think of time as a way that it's just an arrow that says this way is going to the heat death of the universe. Yeah, but let's say let's and say this there was back some... way is going towards a more energetic state. Okay, but what if we say there's some technology we come up with that can actually create less entropy? Well, the first universe? of all, that would then would vi- that go that would... backwards in time? Well, but I mean or... that's 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 like saying well, that's that's if what they're God saying exists, here. Exists, there might be a heaven and hell. Okay, I mean, sure, yeah, but... that changes everything you know about the universe. <laughs> all right, but that's what they're saying here is that time is not tied to the physical state of the universe. Time time is a measure of the change. It's not. It's not something that we can 
alter at all. Okay. Because it's just our label for what happens in the universe. Right. Which I, I think is what you're saying with the entropy thing. Yeah. But but if there were some magical uh, technology that could create less entropy in the universe, then it wouldn't be sending us backward in time because time is not tied to entropy either. Mm-hmm. Time is tied to the change in the universe. Right. Which we've further changed it, not necessarily... Like, like, okay, let's say this. If you could measure the, which we think is impossible due to Heisenberg, if you could measure the speed and the position, position of every single particle in the universe, could you then back that up one step and call that time travel? Call that going back in time? I don't know that it's physically possible. Sure, it's not because you have to have a machine that right. is bigger than the universe yeah, itself right. to measure the entire, yeah. Right. But... But I'm saying if that were to exist, would that be time travel? Like, moving everything back to a position that it was in earlier? Man, the universe at a fundamental uh, way is kind of crazy. And Scott (laughs) Adam has, like, have you ever heard of the double slit experiment? I have, yeah. All right, so it's like I got this called up on my screen where, like, this beam of light is what... it's like there's if, if 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 you measure if you stick something an instrument in between to measure light it behaves like a particle and then if mm-hmm. you in absence of that it behaves like a wave yeah and actually changes your op you know you can actually see an image one what looks one way and one looks the other mm-hmm. um and I don't I might be misunderstanding this because I my primary understanding is from Scott Adams who is the author of Dilbert. <laughs> He wrote the authority called, on. Uh, he wrote a book called The Dilbert Future, and he made all these like bold predictions about what he thought. And one of them was huh. that we will fundamentally change the way we see the universe within our lifetimes. Uh, did he say about anything about newspapers dying out? No, <laughs> and, <laughs> and his comic comics not being been, published yeah, anymore. Right. Yeah, um, he didn't see that one coming. But he basically related all these anecdotes about how the universe r- behaves in weird ways. And he's like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of different um, ways you can say that. It's like, for example, it's like, what if he used his thought experience like of with gravity. It's like, what if gravity, um, what happens is everything doubles in size at a proportional rate. Okay. All the time. So, like, when you jump, oh. you double in size, but so does so the Earth. everything in the universe. So it looks like what's happening is the Earth's actually growing up to meet you. But since everything's proportional, it looks like you're falling towards the Earth. <laughs> Gotcha. And he's like, you know, as you can saw, and he's like, well, that wouldn't work that way. It goes, okay, well, you make proportionate to the to the size, so your rate of growth would be so basically. Does the universe itself grow, or is is just everything the things in the universe? Everything. What in the about universe. what about the the vacuum in between the things? Well, presumably, that would be getting smaller, which is you know. But he, he that's act, what I'm saying. Like everything would be growing like, towards he's each like other. He's like he's like it explains blue shift, and he goes, there's mm-hmm. a lot of reasons why it's ridiculous. But it's also, you know, a, you could think of it as he's like, this is just a mental exercise to think about, you know, what he next proposed, which is that he's a, a proponent of the many worlds philosophy. What do you mean? That means that every time you make a change or a quantum fluctuation uh, it happens, spawns it spawns a new universe. A uni- universe. Yeah. And he said that, you know, mankind's sense of time is our way of navigating those different universes that we and, – and he mm-hmm. actually made this radical suggestion that you could – I think this is um, – uh, what is there's a there's a a book series that Oprah called it was called like the gift or something or the the decision the movie the with Katie Holmes or, the secret um, 
Don't the secret. For fucks, no, let's yeah, not. No, no, do not saying, mention the secret with any seriousness. I'm not. Thank I'm you. not. But I'm saying this was kind of like he proposing a slightly more pseudoscientific version of the secret. Even more pseudoscientific. Well, or maybe it's the same level pseudoscience. Oh God! But he's like basically saying you can choose what reality if you if you practice enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And I can grow a third leg if I practice enough. Right. But you know, basically, he's saying that that's that. You know, time is no more real than, like, a, the the movement of a flip animation book is. Mm-hmm. You know, you flip a page and rapidly, and, you know, each page, it's like, you know, animation is not real animation. It's you're seeing a frame by frame by frame and yeah. persistence of image and all that stuff. Your brain interprets it as movement. He's like, so if your brain can trick yourself into doing that, then why is time something real? You know, and we're, it's just a, a way that a brain perceives entropy or the way the universe is changing. Yeah, I don't think I've formed enough of, opinion, of an opinion on whether or not the multiverse is real. You know, like, are we in one of an infinite amount of universes or is this the only one that exists? Or do black holes punch through to other universes I think that's which very, we were created by? You know, like, that's there really are tons close. of theories. but It's really close to kind of religion in my mind because i it's hard to yeah. think of it's like it's it's almost like a non-falsifiable hypothesis uh-huh. like unless you can show existence of those other mm-hmm. universes unless we can get out of the current universe and observe that happening yeah. it's like hard to imagine the way that would work but it's also sure. hard to imagine something basic of a big bang you know yeah so now i am i am interested in the idea that the universe has occurred again and again and again uh, in sort of an infinite cycle mm-hmm. where maybe we did not exist in other previous universes. Mm-hmm. Um, b- because I, I argue this a lot with people, but basically like we're here to observe the universe because this is the universe in which we exist. Oh yeah. It's like the you weak anthropic sort of pr- principle. It's like, why is the earth so perfectly situated for life <laughs> to be? It's because uh-huh. life, it was perfectly situated yeah. to create life. Life was created here. We observe it, and there were the ones that can think, gee, this is awful convenient. Exactly. All the other places were too hospitable life. Life didn't mm-hmm. uh, uh, create, so there's not a, some snarky Jerry Seinfeldian elephant or uh, you know alien being like, wow, it's kind of crazy that we're on this barren pseudo should be lifeless rock. You know, yeah, that's yeah. the difference. The humans around to see it, so we think we're special. Exactly. So I, we're getting way off topic of time travel. What um, if humans evolved on Mars where it's like we're just barely making it? We had the, that the, yeah, the evolution sure. of spacesuits was tough. Yeah. When our body finally t- hardened against that radiation. You know, this sure. this place actually could be more suitable. It would be funny if Martians actually existed. They're sitting on Mars saying, you know, like, man, <laughs> Earth, Earth is probably teeming with life. That makes sense. But how the hell did we get here? Yeah, right. <laughs> This is not set up to be conducive to life at all. <laughs> I'm really surprised we're here. We're one in a trillion. Uh, okay, so for to come back to time travel, uh, one movie yes. that I really, really, really want everyone to go out and watch right now, shut our podcast off and go watch it, Primer. Have wow. you seen Primer? No, I have not. We're watching that tonight. Oh. We're going to watch Primer tonight. It's so Fine. good. So good. Okay. Uh, it's a movie about time travel, and it's not like your typical overblown, fantastic version of time travel it's these guys are tinkering tinkering around in their garage um they discover some sort of mechanism that they like stumble into um they accidentally create it and it turns out to be a time machine and they use it to do all sorts of different stuff very very realistic 
if if I were to see time travel actually being developed, that's how I would see it being developed. So is it like mostly minor changes to like I don't know, they make it like a fly. Oh, what they change in their time travel? Yeah, like, it seems exploits. like it's very small scale. It is. It is very small scale. Like we made this rubber band brand new. It was brittle and about to break. <laughs> <laughs> we put it in the time reverse chamber and now it's <laughs> it's stretching elastic again. We're gonna make a killing. <laughs> no, it's a very cool movie. Go watch it. It was made on like two thousand dollar budget by one guy. He wrote the score, he directed, he wrote everything. He's actually one of the guys uh one of the leads in the movie. So go watch this thing. It's fantastic. Best time travel movie I've ever seen. It is interesting because it just seems it seems like time travel can't be real. Because okay. the other thing is that like they they'd say like if time travel is real, we would know about it mm-hmm. because we'd have found people from the future coming back to the past and yeah. like, you know. Well, they do that. They have the time travelers convention every year. Oh, really? Right? Where they they and this might be a TAM actually, where they do a time time travelers panel. And they get everyone together, uh-huh. and they ask if there are any time travelers in the room. Right. Has anyone come from the future and present your evidence? Right. Because conceivably, like, there should be time travelers right. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You could be a time traveler if time traveling is It's the same way if, there, if life was not rare, like mm. in the galaxy and the universe at large, we should have seen some by now. Mm-hmm. Because the stars should basically be fair teeming with electromagnetic radiation. And um, I actually had a potential bullshit segment that talks about that very thing. Okay. You know, and um, but like you know, if the technological singularity and fashion light travel is inevitable, we should see evidence of it. Yeah, the yeah. fact that we don't and we seem that like we're alone in the universe is kind of troubling for like the Drake equation. Now, populace. it's it's actually interesting to think about that in terms of like causality because what if they're unable to like the the first time through? Obviously, no one is going to be there to time travel, right? Right. So you can't go back and change the fact that no one responded when he asked if there was a time traveler in the room. Hmm. If if causality is to be taken into account there. I don't know. It makes my head hurt. You know what I mean? Like maybe time travel into the past is not possible. Yeah. Like maybe time only time travel. Yeah. But that's time travel of... from the point where we invent the time machine. That's what I – another theory that I've seen. Or yeah. that you can't go back in time – any sooner than when you first went back in time. Uh, like, like if sure. you go in the future, you can, you can go back in time, yeah. but only to the point that you left. Yeah. So you can only see the results of what happened. Mm-hmm. But then what would be interesting, so that what, I guess the paradox in that would be, like if you shot forward a thousand years and you saw that Earth was destroyed by overmining, like uh-huh. in the Guy Pierce <laughs> uh, time travel movie. Uh-huh. You go back and try to say, you know, what this happened. This? How did you fix it? And like the thing that you would do, to f- like they'd probably go and land a probe on the moon and find out there's some kind of instability and try to shore it up. And that is what destroys the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, that's the causality wrinkle there, right? I guess. Like, can but you it, fix it in the past knowing the so, future? So that, like, when people propose that, that's not really a mechanism that would stop a paradox or causality. Yeah. It's just because you li- could be, by seeing that, you could be actually it causing It keeps the that. grandfather paradox from happening, but yes. that's about it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, so speaking of time travel, do we want to introduce our new segment this week? Uh, the, you, you have a new segment for us, right? The uh, Star Trek versus Star Wars segment? Star Trek versus Star Wars, yeah. Um, so brief history. Cause this, cause this goes right in, right from the time travel into that. And this is, uh, okay, cool. And this is, so this is a segment that's basically fan service for Darth Paxis and my boys at, uh, BBS 
dot start story dot net. Yeah, shout um, out. We used to uh, participate in forum and news groups. I used to anyway because I was a huge fucking nerd. Uh, debating Star Trek versus Star Wars. You just called them all huge fucking nerds. They they, they know it. <laughs> okay, Raise we're huge fucking nerds yeah. too. Um, because when we're about to prove it, <laughs> we're podcasting, man. Come on. Um, so, but this is, you know, we, we had a couple of segments of these on, on the early, uh, goings of blue yonders. So we're going to bring yes. it back. This is a short couple minute segment. Jim will propound a way that Star Trek could win an invasion of the Star Wars universe. Like for some reason, either the empire and it's always the empire, those fuckers. Oh yeah. Came into across a wormhole and traveled Forward in time to the Starfleet 24th century next generation ish era and waged war upon the entire Federation and all the other, you know, races in Alpha and Delta Quadrant that we're familiar with. Sure. And I'm going to try to defend the fact that Star Wars could uh, win any of those conflicts at will. Okay, shall, so, we, shall we begin? Bring shall I it. Bring my argument. Bring it. All right, so along the lines of time travel, I think... Laughable. I, I see no such <laughs> evidence of thought. <laughs> I think, therefore, I lose. <laughs> um, so, okay, we talked about this in one of our first Star Trek vs. Star Wars episodes, how you were saying that the Empire has a massive speed advantage, right? Yes. They, they just they have so many ships, and they're way, way, way faster uh, the Enterprise and whatnot could not keep up with them. Like I said, it, in Star Trek, it takes several weeks to cross the Federation space, which is a small sliver of our Milky Way galaxy. Sure. In Star Wars, you go from the Outer Rim, Tatooine, to the Galactic Core in a matter of days, if not hours. Okay. Huge so, speed advantage. So they're way faster. Yep. Um, so they can choose, in my opinion, where the battle is fought. Yep. I think there is more canonical evidence of time travel within Star Trek and that they are better at it, that they should be able to choose when the battle is fought. Okay. And if they can choose when the battle is fought, they can go back, kill Anakin, kill the Emperor, and be done with it. All right. Oh, he's stumped! (laughs) (laughs) We'll give you time to formulate your argument. How would that... Okay. So you're saying that then if they met the Galactic Republic... They wouldn't actually go to war. Yeah, they'd just kill a couple the, people and be done. The Jedi would be like, you can't, you know, you can't take over a race of thinking beings. They'd probably try to cooperate. cooperate. Um, if that's true, why, I guess my, my initial, uh, and I'm rusty at this, my initial wars, <laughs> sure. my wars proponent side would say, why, if that was true and Star Trek could do that at will, why wouldn't they undo the first meeting of the Borg? Or why wouldn't they undo the first meeting of Q or all these other places where they got in pissing matches with uh, giant villains that they can barely beat and, and supernatural gods and all this other stuff? Mm-hmm. If they haven't, it's like, yes, they do go back in time quite a bit, mm-hmm. but they almost inevitably fix the timeline back to its original state. They don't, and because it's become unbalanced somehow. So I guess you'd have to prove that the Empire was, that that wasn't the way it was meant to be. Yeah. That's my, my that would be okay. my and the fact that they've never done so, it. So you're saying that because wars is big because there's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of Trekkies that say uh, talk a bunch of shit about you know little pieces of evidence here and there and say well this is why they could win and then the wars people are like okay if they can do that why have they never done it in all these instances where it would be oh so useful to do it mm-hmm. so that's I guess it's like there must be well, something could... that's stopping them from doing that. 
You, well, you could also say that about you could also say that about the Empire. Why hasn't the Empire traveled back to kill the rebels before the whole thing started? Right. I yes. Mean, that would that would indicate that they the, but then don't the, have the ability to do it. Then I would say, like well, you if you're basically say if the fundamental laws of the universe preclude Star Trek and Star Wars meeting. When Star Wars couldn't win, that's not exactly <laughs> draping yourself in victory. <laughs> sure, sure. Sure, you have obvious material speed and weaponry advantages, but uh, you, you really can't go backwards in time. Ergo, or forwards in time, ergo, you can't win. But we but we have seen... I mean, didn't they change yeah. the timeline in Undiscovered Country? Or Star Trek Four? No, it's or, Star Trek Four. Yeah, They Star brought Trek 4, whales sorry. from the past exactly. into the future, which changed... Yeah, you're right. So I would argue that they do change the timeline. Hmm. So did they just forget that when they're facing the war threat? <laughs> I think. Well, Picard didn't know about that. He just. I mean, like, like if I if I was Sector Thirty One or whatever that secret elite, you mm. know, KGB side of Starfleet, I would have put an agent on board the Enterprise D <laughs> right before they got flung in the Borg space and blown that shit up. Mm-hmm. It destroyed the flagship just to keep the Borg yeah. from invading all the times they did. Yeah. So, and that's the other thing is, like, you know, if the Borg could go back in time to any point in the universe to, you know, snuff out man, mm-hmm. why wouldn't they go back to when we were, like, a few primitive yeah, yeah. cave people Why the wouldn't they go back to the Anakin and the, the yeah. Emperor? Or yeah. even before, like, you know, when the, literally we were talking when, about... When it's Annie. Why yeah. wouldn't they go back and kill Annie? No, why wouldn't they come back and kill us when we were some ape people? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Which Annie was. <laughs> or Adam and Eve. If, yeah, if you're, yeah, if you if want, you're into if, that whole thing. that thing, yeah. Uh, so, kill Adam. Uh, so okay, so where do we stand here? We've got uh, uh, you've got two sides that obviously don't use time travel to Effect, interfere yeah. with the timeline, with except war. for it's with not sporting, except for one instance where yep. we bring whales back. I think I think the the it has so to you go need to Star to Trek there. Star Wars by bringing whales back. <laughs> you could drop a whale on Annie and to, smash no, him. You need to stick that whale probe onto Coruscant because I bet Coruscant has no whales. It has no water either. It's, it's a whole city planet. <laughs> they they got no whales. That whale probe will fuck that shit up. <laughs> that's true. I think that's how you win. That's Jim. true. They're pinging. They're pinging the. Yeah, man. You just lock a tractor beam onto the whale probe and slingshot it around the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Right back to Coruscant. <laughs> it will blow you up. Yeah. It's working. It's working. It's working. <laughs> uh, all right. So, all right. I'll, I'll call a, that one a draw. How about, about a draw? that? Right. Because neither one of them will use their powers for evil. All right. I can't Even wait. though the Empire is evil. I can't wait to hear what they say about this in the forum. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, speaking of which, mm. uh, we do have some feedback. Are we going to do... Are we doing a Blue Yonder Curse this time since we did a, um, another segment? Boy, I don't want to curse time travel because either way that could go, it'd be bad. Oh, that's right. Well, I don't want to curse online vigilantism because I think it's kind of cool. We could curse Vuvuzelas. Vuvuzelas. All right, yeah. let's do it. Apparently, Vuvu. I was reading an article where Vuvuzelas uh-huh. produce instead of like the usual four thousand particles of spit or whatever uh-huh. that's produced by a yell, they produce four million. <laughs> <laughs> you're essentially atomizes and, coat, and, yes. and distributes the spit and germs and plague. Yeah, and that, that happened, the, the Olympics, or the soccer match yeah. happened, the World Cup, right when there was this big flu outbreak, and they were wondering right. why it spread so fast, and Vuvuzelas or Vuvuzelas contributed to it. You know what? Plus, they're so Basically like cheap. spitting in someone's mouth. They're cheap and easy to use and insanely mm-hmm. loud and annoying. 
And I don't see any way that we're going to keep this menace away from our sports stands. People are going to bring them to movie theaters. Well, we could outlaw. are going to be on the cor- corners of the street. Man, if you outlaw the Vuzalas, <laughs> only, only yeah. outlaws will have the Vuzalas. <laughs> Is that what you want? The cops facing the wall of white noise? With, Vig- with nothing? Vigilante Vuzalism? Yeah. Vigilism? <laughs> You, that's not a world I want to live in, friend. No. So I don't see any either. way to stop it. Can you imagine Batman with a Vavuzula? Oh, can you imagine the Joker with a Vavuzula? <laughs> that's what you really need to do. Or Lex Luthor. Yeah. Lex Luthor's an army of cybernetically enhanced Vavuzulas. No, can you imagine camels with Vavuzulas? <laughs> the spit that they would produce? Oh, Because oh, they, can, they can produce spit in quantity. Oh, yeah. Feral, feral Vavuzula carrying camels. That's a nightmare. <laughs> and I don't see how you can stop it. You can't. So every time they hit an air conditioner, they just recharge. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, there's like six air conditioners per person per capita in the United States. Oh yeah, we are yeah. ripe for the picking easily. We are ripe for the picking. Anyway, so yeah, that was. We're not curse. doing a curse. No, that is a curse. I, that would be a curse. Okay, my yeah. curse is that Vavuzula. Oh, you're going to come up with another one. That's a pretty damn good curse. Maybe you shouldn't push your luck to him. Yeah, the the one <laughs> curse for this week. You don't need okay. one. The curse for this week is that Vuvuzela toting camels are going to invade the U.S. And there's nothing we can do to stop there's it. There's nothing. It's going to happen yeah. within this year. Definitely. So. All right. All right, let's go to feedback. Do we have feedback yeah, this week? Yeah, we have a... Uh, with it. Oh, the other thing, um, oh. I got to explain, because I feel like I'm I'm over-promising, under-delivering here. Okay. The interview with Ian has been postponed <laughs> another week because of scheduling conflicts. So we've had technical problems, scheduling conflicts. Um, yep. He's we, gone missing. Possible victim of online vigilantism. Well, the department, um, the 9-11 conspirators found that he was going to go on our website and <laughs> spill the be- the beans. So they sent yeah. their elite Department of Justice operatives to silence him. Yeah. And that's the only thing I can explain. Sure. Why he's he's gone MIA this week. That makes sense. Yeah. It's it, the only thing that does it. make sense, really. <laughs> you can't disprove it. I'm going to make a that's YouTube video proving it as soon as we're done here. Okay. Um, so anyway... Uh, We've got a couple of questions that have been sent us from, uh, from the listeners to send to uh, Kynes. He's, again, if you list, didn't, you missed the last few shows, he's a buddy of ours, a, a veteran of several PAXs, a former Meganaut, and what's pertinent to us geeks is he's a Department of Justice lawyer with a passion, a penchant for intellectual property, digital rights management law. That kind of stuff. So if you ever want to ask a real no shit lawyer yep. that actually works and can can you know talk about in an unofficial capacity yes. what the government's view and where the law is going, um, you know anything with that intellectual property, digital rights, um, stuff that we talked about like tonight with the Netflix sharing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we have a lot of questions like that that we want to ask him. Keep sending in your questions. Yes, uh, because like we said, he's delayed another week, so it'll make a stronger show. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to put pimp is our new show Power Play. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a uh, if you didn't hear um, the first effort that Peter made there, it's on the Power Play feed. If you go to our site baldmove.com, click on the Power uh, Power Play feed. Um, it's Peter and the Don. Peter the Don and the Don. From our forums, the famous. Are we Don. going to announce the other new set show? Uh, that we, I, got? I, we are. I wanted to say the first Power Play is a strong showing. I liked yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Thought it was good. Uh, so looking forward to more from them. And and our second show, uh, it's called Taps. The uh, let me let me make sure that this is correct before I say it. 
Uh, talk a little bit about what it is, and then I'll give it the name. Well, it's uh, <laughs> one of uh, Jim's buddies, and he is into all things comics. Yes. And all things music. Comics and, and music, yeah. Uh, it's called the, uh, the Amazingly Pulp Show, and, which Pulp is a comic reference. Yes, so. uh, Pulp Comics, yeah. um, Pulp Fiction. Um, and it's really entertaining. I was kind of skeptical, um, but the the two hosts um, have a lot of chemistry. I think they're and, brothers, by the way. So that oh, see, I, I thought there's going to be some sexual tension building up yeah. to a consummation in season two. Oh man! And then I would get bored with the show and, and then, stop watching <laughs> as soon as that as, tension was resolved. As as long as they don't uh, auto tune their voices, okay. As long as they don't do that, the um, dance numbers are fine. Just don't auto tune their voices. Uh, but if you want to talk about like, there's a bunch of shit going on in the comics. Not only is there mm-hmm. like a million movies coming out this summer, but DC is rebooting their universe. Um, and going to same-day digital distribution, which has enraged a lot of comic book shops because, you know, there's basically no reason to buy the damn comic now if you got an iPad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a lot of shit happening. You know, DC is being completely rebooted. All their u- the heroes are going back to issue one with new origin stories and all that kind of stuff. Um, so there's a lot of stuff to talk about. It's a really cool show. Um, they run down the latest going on in comics and the movies, and then they talk about... Uh, you know, Foo Fighters album. And, the new Foo Fighters album. And yeah. Kind of like some interesting Foo Fighter history I hadn't heard of before. So oh, I, like, yeah, I yeah. thought their first show was pretty good. Yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. The, the only thing about it is it's low audio quality. Uh, we're we're working on that with them. Yeah, we've so. we got to bring them up. Bring them up right. Yeah. So yeah. the Amazing Pulp Show. That, and I'm going to do a one-month-to-go pimp of our new Breaking Bad Oh. Podcast Breaking Good. We're a month out. We're a month away from, um, I believe it's July 17th. Is that when the season? Uh, I think that's what you said. Four yeah. of uh, Breaking Bad begins. That's like the yeah. <laughs> uh, top Google result if you say season four of. Um, but uh, yeah, July seventeenth, uh, two thousand eleven. So we're about a month out. Yeah, uh, we are going to break that season down episode by episode, and we're going to try to shoot for a Wednesday release or Tuesday release. Uh, we should probably release it on Tuesday since we've got a show releasing on Wednesday. And we'll probably, t- uh, on, uh, we'll still have a separate feed for that. And we'll probably also just type up our immediate reactions to the show on our WordPress site, baldmove.com. Sure. And then the in-depth analysis, uh, and kind of preview for next week and talk about news will be on Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I want to try something here. Okay. I, th- I have not vetted this with you. Is so, it Vavuzela? So if you need... If so, I Vavuza Vito. So I could get my Vavuzela app on my <laughs> iPhone out if no. you really wanted to. No. Uh, okay. So uh, what I want to do is I want to do an all-listener show. Really? I want to do a show where the listeners write the outline for us and we talk about it. Oh, my God. I, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on Google Docs. I'm going to start up a document. <laughs> And I'm just going to make it public. Oh, Open shit. it up to all of our listeners. This is going to be a 60-minute ad for personal arrogance. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> if you don't think Jesse is is, is oh. wringing his hands and, and cackling in glee but, but like an old-timey gonna, villain. They're just going to outline it for us. We get to actually fill in what we talk about. So, uh, so they can outline, talk about personal arrogance. Oh, we'll talk about the personal arrogance. I bet he can meet, write a mean outline. Isn't he like a history major? They do a lot of thesis papers and outlines. Do they? I thought they just looked at rocks. I they, don't know. They, That's <laughs> an archaeologist. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the history of rocks. Yeah, sure, yeah. The sure, history yeah. of the earth, yeah. It's a, just a uh, – um, what, what did Binder call that? It's, a, it's just uh, – archaeology is just a primitive form of history. 
A degenerate form of history. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't watch uh, Futurama. Futurama. No, no. You're 10% less cool. Anyway, so yeah, I, I want everyone to go to this Google Doc. We'll, I'll post a link to it in uh, the show notes here and then also in our forums. Uh, go sign up for our forums and check that out and just write up whatever you want us to talk about. Just outline it. Say, talk about pancakes and what's the best type of syrup for pancakes. I actually have opinions on pancakes. Oh, I bet you do. You know I this bet. about me. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a pancake extraordinaire. You, it, it, you are a pancake extraordinaire. I am an extraordinary <laughs> pancake. No, I'm a pancake maker Aficionado, yeah. I take it serious as a heart attack. Hell right? yeah, you are. Uh, every night I sleep over, you make me pancakes. I in do the in the morning. <laughs> No, but okay. Anyway, so that's enough of that. Let's move well, on to feedback. My apologies for getting that in your hair. Oh, um, God. oh God, we're going to the, the feedback. Show. I've lost the feedback. You have? I have not lost the feedback. Do you have it? I've got uh, Stafa. How's your lady voice, Jim? My my lady voice is not good, man. I think we should. Uh, I, now, I do you want to go crazy, lady? Like, hello, everyone. Yeah, like Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> if you can pull off a Mrs. Doubtfire, that's the way to go. Because that's Dear Blue Yonder. Yeah, I like it. Ooh-hoo. That's like British woman. Uh huh. That's like British lady voice. Your lady voice is kind of muddled. What so is your tan? <laughs> <laughs> or, or do you want me to try to just uh, just raise my voice like an octave to? I, I don't even know if I can I do that. I like Doubtfire or Julia Childs. How does that which go? Which is kind of a Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yes. Oh, oh I love the uh, cooking. Oh, bon appetit. <laughs> I've got the braised duck and the roast beast. <laughs> and the 49 shiblas. Why do all the men doing women have British accents? That's what I want to know. I, that, I can't do a British accent. You know that. In your lady voice, you can. Oh, I don't know. Uh, man, I feel like we should take the tradition. We should start the tradition of changing off lines. Like, I do a line, you do a line. You do a line, I do a line. <laughs> uh, that's how hookers get dead, Jim. <laughs> in my experience. <laughs> but I'll, but we should sure, do it. We can go there. We're all for it. What's what's the dead hooker between friends? All right, I'll start it off. I got no souls anyway. Here we go. And we'll have to clue <laughs> me in as to what he actually says after we read it. Okay. <laughs> Dear Bluey Onda... There are too many people out there who whine and complain if something in a franchise isn't like the original or not like the way they remember it. Oh, I was reading about how in Batman Arkham City, I used a different voice actress for Harley Quinn. I looked into the comments section and tons of fanboys were crying about the game, how the game is going to suck, and that they will wait for it to reach the budget bin now. Oh, such, such language. They are the same types of people who will pout and poop their pants if Kevin Conroy isn't voicing Batman, or if a movie wasn't true to the comic slash books. I treat everything as its own thing. I feel like I'm kind of going into an old Jessica Rabbit now. I dare anyone to name off a bad performance of the Joker. I lost my place. Mark Hamill to Heath Ledger. Mark, <laughs> Mark Hamill to Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson to the voices of Batman, Brave and the Bold, and Batman Under the Red Hood. Even Cesar Romero for the 60s is a good joker. Mm-hmm. People need to quit being fanboys and be more open to a change. Stop it. I think I you went to the old... Yes, I did that on purpose. old man. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... All right, so let me translate. Yeah, bring it to me. So what Staff is saying here is that any time that change anything that changes in a franchise, people complain about because mm-hmm. they thought the old one was better. And I kind of find myself doing this too. Um, yeah, 
I expect to hear Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill as the Joker. Well, and when I was sure. watching um, Batman, the uh, Brave and the Bold, and Batman Under the Red Hood, I don't like those Joker portrayals. And I'm always thinking it would have been better if Mark Hamill had done it. Well, I heard someone talking about this the other day. How um, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, was obviously the best Joker of all time, and that's a strong that, statement. And, and that no one even played a decent Joker until he came along. I would challenge anyone to say that Jack Nicholson is not a fantastic Joker. He is a fantastic Joker. And as he said, do you remember when we watched the Batman 60s movie? Yeah. We were blown away oh, by yeah. how good the Joker was with that. Yeah. And the Penguin was good. I mean, all the villains were really good. It's, I still I think that's the best Riddler. Oh, which one? The Riddler from the 60s show. Not Jim Carrey? You don't think Jim no. Carrey? I mean, Jim Carrey was a funny Riddler, but yeah. he wasn't the canonical archetypal no, he was the Riddler. Bat- he was the Batman Forever Riddler. Like, there's a, a distinct difference And you know why two. I think that is? They didn't give a shit about people's names. It was some sweaty casting director yeah. with a comic in hand of Batman saying, does this guy look like Batman? Suck in your gut, West. That guy looks like Batman. Hire him. You know? Yeah, yeah. Until they got the Catwoman, and it's just like, come here on this couch, babe. Yep. But, um... Uh, I actually think Michael Keaton was a pretty good Batman, too. No. Yeah. No. I like Michael Keaton. But the only part... Okay. He was charming. Since you're wearing he, the he rubber was a good suit. Bruce Wayne. All you need is a strong chin and non-fucked-up duck That's- lips, and Michael... <laughs> Keaton failed both tests. That's the only part of acting for Batman. You're right. He He had had the voice down. Yeah, but he he was a great Bruce Wayne, I guess. Yeah, he was a decent Bruce Wayne. He's charismatic and funny and... Man, he's an old, curly-headed, balding dude. Now now he is. He wasn't in the 80s. Beetlejuice. Yeah, but he didn't have the Beetlejuice makeup on when he played Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne was wasted. On the worst Batman movie of all Val- time. Oh, not George. Uh, George, George Clooney, Clooney yeah. is fucking Bruce Wayne in real life. It's kind of yes, like how right. they they not as to an extent, but like Pierce Bronson is Brosnan. James God, for fuck's sake, say his name right once in your life. That's all I'm asking. Uh, no, <laughs> it's Charles Bronson. Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Charles Bronson was the best James Bond ever, <laughs> but his strongest movie, Goldeneye, is still not very good by James Bond standards. Are we talking about Charles Bronson or Pierce Bronson? Pierce Bronson. <laughs> I like the Matador better, actually, uh, than yeah. Goldeneye. That's not a James Bond film, though. No. So I'm saying, but he plays like, essentially the same he character. He is the he is an iconic James Bond, just by the look and his accent yeah. and his his the sure. way he looks in a tux, and you know, but he yeah. actually has a saddled weak Bond scripts. Like if they had given him yeah. the uh, Bl- James Blond. Scripts to work with? Holy shit, he knocked it out of the park. James Bond. Yeah, the What's, new guy, the new mean? blonde. What's the oh, guy? Uh, Cowboys and Bond. Craig Daniels. Craig Daniels, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Craig. Daniel Craigson. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Craig's, Craigelson. Chris Ferguson was a James Bond. <laughs> Actually, he might be able to pull it off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. see him as James Bond. Uh, uh, I actually watched um, Dust Till Dawn last night, and I was blown away by how much better that movie was, even though it was kind of the same thing as Bitch Slap. Well, like, it was it was so much better. Like, the writing just made it good. There was nothing you could do to that movie to make it bad. Who was the girl in that film? Salma, Salma Hayek. Hayek. Yeah. yeah. Has she ever been hotter in another film? I don't mm, think she's ever posed she was, naked. She, wasn't she naked in Desperado? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I think she was naked in Desperado with Antonio Banas. Yeah. They were both hot. 
so hot, so sexy. Including Banderas. Banderas. Oh, you know what's, uh, what's get a, awesome? Get a shot of his Banderas. Antonio Banderas and Angelina Jolie in Original Sin. I have not seen that. Man, check that out. Primer and Original Sin. That's your homework assignment for this week. All right. Listeners. We'll get right on that. All right. Do we have any other feedback? Um, no, but if you want to leave us some new feedback, um, the, if you just want a conversation with us, the forums.baldmove.com is the best way. Oh, yeah. If you want us to, like, some kind of formally, I feel like, God, this is, the personal arrogance boys did this. God, you're ripping them off. Stop this. But it's, it's I'm cu- it I'm good. Vetoing. I like the way they handled it. Veto. I don't care. All right. Fine. Veto. Twitter at bald move. <laughs> Facebook.com slash baldmove, forums.baldmove.com, whatever. Go to iTunes, <laughs> go to our I- click on our iTunes link and give us some five-star reviews. Yes, five-star reviews. Or leave us show f- feedback you want to post there. Or tweet us, you know, a conversation we won't respond to. I want to, um, I've got another new segment. <laughs> another one this is for the listeners oh, um we need the link to our do we have our store linked to where you can actually buy t-shirts no okay well, we're gonna do that okay and i had this tradition where when jim and i jim and i get drunk and watch a film we tweet crazy shit oh. that we notice about it onto my twitter account yeah and I'm going to have a special hashtag when I'm doing that. And if listeners will check my feed and if they can guess what movie I'm tweeting about, because I never mentioned a title or anything overt. No. It's always a, a line it's of never dialogue. Quotes. No, it's not Sometimes usually quotes. It is. Like we did that a lot in the in, in mm. the uh, Die Hard 2. Because Sam Jackson uh, just had some epic ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does. And even some of the minor characters, oh, what they said. Can I derail you real quick? Okay, Dude, explain derail. it, and then I'll, I'll go into my Sam Jackson thing. Oh, anyway, so th- I'm going to have a special hashtag, which I think is going to be like uh, ball BMATM. Bow movement ass to mouth. Ball move at the movies. Oh, oh, not at all what I thought it was. Where did I get ass to mouth? I don't know. I don't know, you two girls, one cup sicko. Um, anyway, yeah, I want to do that. And, like, if you can guess it, yeah. for as long as I'm not bored with it and I've got money to do, I will buy you a T-shirt of your choice from our store. Sweet. we got two different. Or send you one of his old sweaty ones. Yeah, if you want that. <laughs> So your choice, Jock or, his, or his or, underwear, yeah. So yeah, uh, no, okay, another great Sam Jackson movie that I had never seen before is Long Kiss Goodnight. Kind of awesome, Too like much Sam fucking Jackson. Homework. Say, put that for bullshit for next week. Because some weeks, but I don't like bullshitless. But I, I don't really want to talk about it. Oh. I just want to say, awesome Sam Jackson movie. It's Sam Jackson being Sam Jackson, like he was in Die Hard Three. So what's your recommendation for this week, <laughs> Jim? I didn't say anything about a recommendation. Yeah, I said whatever. homework. Oh, okay. Your okay. homework recommendation. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> homework recommendation? Yeah. All, All right. right, that's it. We're done with this cast, right? I'm maybe forever. Are you ju- impossible? 66 is, you know, the Bible stopped there. Why shouldn't we? <laughs> they had 66 books, called it good, called it done. Maybe we should uh, hang it up. Because your, we're mo- than your mom didn't stop until 69. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, and with that said, <laughs> until next time, I'm Jim Jones. I'm Ray Ron Hubbard. Ciao.